and a mouse keep running, running and 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 running, running Hello and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. It is for the week of May 30th, 2019. This is the third time me and Brandon are attempting to record this. And it is, <laughs> I'm about to kill somebody. I'm a man. I'm 40. I am. I am yes. so angry right now. But as I said twice before. I am jacked up on Mountain Dew, and I need to be. I'm having some problems. I'm now exhausted. I was tired the first two times. Now, we're going to mix it up a little because we were trying to do this. We did an intro and then the Fantastic Four book a couple times. We're now going to put that aside for a little bit later, uh, but we're going to have three books tonight, and they are going to be X-23 and number 12. Uh, what, and that's the thing. I even got rid of those books. I was so angry. I ended up taking them <laughs> out of my mix. So I got to go get these again. X-23, number 12, which is the finale of that yeah. series. Which it's a weird is, finale. It, it's a shame, too. I, you know, it's not, it's not unexpected, but I can still say it's a shame because it, those are my characters that I really know and love and, and really want that to continue. But unfortunately, I can see why it's ending and, then, you know, whatever. But we also have War, uh, War of the Realms, War Scrolls, number two, um, that I don't know that I'm going to be talking with you guys about. We're going to see. I might be <laughs> editing stuff while you guys talk about that to finish up. But before we go on, I want to mention a couple things. We have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can go and read all of our reviews, not just me and Brandon. And a lot of other people, especially a lot of other people, not us, yep. doing written reviews. And so I will also tell you, as I said, I think last week, is that if you go over there, uh, maybe, you know, a Dispatch DCU over there likes the Fantastic Four more than us. Or maybe, you know, Tony Walton likes another book more than us or less or we're more positive. So you're going to get a different spin, which I think is pretty cool. And, and the way it is, the way we do the site I, I pretty much when people say and, and you will you attest to this as well when we do our reviews and things, people seem to like want to know like, OK, well, what's the M.O. for this? What I'm like, what do you mean? There is no M.O. You just <laughs> read the book and you say how you like it in whatever style feeling. you like. We have a, you know, set where how we kind of do it formatting wise. But other than that, you can make jokes. You don't make jokes, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. I'm not going to hold your hand and I hate babysitting, so I am not going to do that. But yeah, so what, what I'm saying Especially is when you don't get paid for it. Yeah, really. I know chunky monkey. But if you, you end up <laughs> going to the site, I will say one thing and one thing only that the reviews are honest reviews from the actual reviewer doing it. And they may disagree with five other people on the site, but that's their review. So like I said, if you hear me and Brandon liking the Fantastic Four, you may get a little different story on the site. You may get more positive, you know, you whatever that is. So check those out we also have a twitter account that's ws marvel comics if you go i swear i will follow everybody who follows us if you want to hear what we have to say i think that i have to want to hear what you have to say as well i think that is just common decency something that's missing in the world today i, I do think that that is or something new targets that we to argue don't with have <laughs> yeah so we're all arguing with you but yeah we talk to people and things like that and if for some reason you're like well jim i followed you two weeks ago and you didn't follow, let me know because that is just me not realizing so yeah let me know what's going on with that uh we also have a patreon account and on the patreon account again we kind of have our theories of doing that i don't want to make it so that i claim you have to you know support us or the lights are going to go out the lights will not go out i have a regular job that pays my electric bill i do not need patreon money to pay the electric bill and because of that i don't want to just beg people hey support us support us for the podcast support us for the podcast what i want to do and what i wanted to do from the get-go is set up a system where if you do want to support us you're also going to get a lot of shows for that money and i think that it's well worth it on either you know we have three separate levels actually four with a dollar that is just a support deal but after that uh each level you go up you get more and more shows you can get up to 30 episodes that are unique patreon exclusive shows a lot of which are 
Marvel shows. And one of the big ones every Wednesday, we have a Patreon spotlight with two Marvel books. And this week, it was Immortal Hulk number 18 and Daredevil number six. And we like both of those in varying degree. It might be a shock to some people, which we like the most. Hulk. We've we've been really on the Daredevil, but we like the Hulk a little more this week. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that is the first thing we record. That's a Wednesday night. So you get to jump in with two books right away. Uh, We also have an event podcast that me and Brandon just finished up doing the Cree Scroll War. It's weird. And wacky and ends up with <laughs> not kind as of, many crees and scrolls as you no, think till the but a very lot of, end. A lot of dreams and wishes of one Rick Jones. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. better, you know, right now in the regular continuity is the abomination. I think some of the ideas in that book were an abomination, but yeah, he ends up <laughs> doing some crazy stuff in that. Uh, we also have a back issues podcast that comes out once a month that we ended up doing uh, Groot's first appearance. Brandon has a sales and solicit podcast. We have a lot of shows. And if you go there on a June 1st, say you go there on Saturday, that is my hint to people, wink, wink, that if you go then when the new month starts, you will not be charged until July. But if you quit before then, you'll never be charged. So treat it as a free trial. Check out the shows. Hopefully you'll like them enough to continue supporting us. If you don't like what you hear, then you could just bail out and never get charged but we're going to get into these books so we can get going and the first one we're going to talk about now is x23 number 12 and that is written by marika tamaki pencils by diego orlatiegia inks by walden wong <laughs> and colorist chris o'halloran and letters by vcs Corey pettit clone from wolverine laura kenny began her life as weapon called x23 after she escaped the facility she was born in she located another clone gabby together sisters began to fight for a better future although dr chandler and his modified x23 clones the ex-assassins were stopped there are still those who seek to exploit laura and gabby's dna in this issue still. with turkeys investigating a lead on a company called harvest laura and gabby discovered a strange shipment of cargo that had their scent however laura's goal of putting an end to the dna clones clashed with gabby's desire to save them now gabby has run off determined to track down the mysterious cargo and prove to laura that she can still save them all on her own and if you don't if you remember when they were in that you know the deal where they were at the uh, harvest they ended up having all those trucks leave and they were like, Oh man, yep. you know, those trucks smell like something. It smells like us. Let's go. They didn't go. Smells we find out like what they were. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> they were turkeys. Uh, you start off this though, where you do have Laura wake up and Gabby's gone, but she like kind of goes out. Hey, Gabby, are you there? She kind of sees her. Did you kill my sister? But it's just a vision. And there's these visions in this uh, because they're upset and things like that. Thinking yeah. about it. It's, it's a little weird the way it's played out. I, I think that it could have been done better. Um, yeah. But you do end up having Laura call Beast and is like, hey, what's going on? What's going on with this database, this cloning stuff? And he's like, well, I still have to check it out. We're going to see. And it's all about the ex-assassin that are, were Laura and Gabby's sister. And like, you know, what was going on? Were they trying to heal the healing factor? Because they these assassins had that wonky healing factor. And he's like, yeah. well, don't really know. And it's because it's no. ending. Thanks, I mean, we're Beast. not going to know. Yeah. It's like, thanks a lot, Beast. Well, and he's like, yeah, you know, the most research has been focused on cloning an organ replacement. All right. That sounds great. Well, I'll see you. Gabby calls and she's like, oh, my God, Gabby, Gabby, what's going on? She's like, listen, I'm not calling for help. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, when we stopped that train in Morocco, how did we stop it? She's like, why? And then you go. And at this point, Gabby is just fighting these, you know, these yeah. guards. That they, they all look like judge dreads they're yeah, fighting they her she's just beating the crap and jonathan's there pretty yeah, much like the jonathan's most jonathan there. it's pretty much the most jonathan we've gotten in this one yeah, panel as we got the whole issues. series since the yeah, fresh start yeah and it's a shame and this is where i'm gonna tell you i like the fun of this issue this is what the book has missed except for possibly the episode or the issue when they went to the high school other than that, though, oh, yeah. this is the humor and the fun that the book has missed, and you get it in the last issue. And so you have Laura jump on her motorcycle to go and meet up with Gabby. You're like, can I meet you? Yeah, whatever you want. You can do whatever. She's like, okay. See, she goes, Don't she's need waiting. your help, but I yeah. guess I'll take it. And it's it. pretty cool. She's waiting on a bridge for this you know, bullet train to go under so she can leap on there. At this point, it looks like they are inside. You know, you had Gabby go and look in and like, don't need your help. I got this. Goes in. So when Laura jumps in like, 
where are you? Fifth car hatch. Okay, she goes and jumps down, and they're just in with a bunch of turkeys. A turkey, and like yeah. this is, and Gabby's like turkeys. Well, it's what like are you a, doing? It's all the turkeys that got presidential pardons or something. Yeah, well, presidential know. pardon. These are ex turkeys <laughs> that actually have their DNA. So these yeah. are sister turkeys, and it's like they smell like a smell. Great, right? You know, they smell like turkeys to me. Yeah, but look, I, I ended up trying to free them, and I tried to get rid of them. The problem is. They didn't want to be freed because they're petrified and they don't fly. Turkeys don't fly. So her Not trying well. to throw a turkey out, they don't at all. They die. <laughs> I mean, you want to go see, watch the turkey drop episode of WKRP in Cincinnati. That's what the whole thing was about, <laughs> of them dropping turkeys out of a helicopter and they all died. And it's like, the humanity, oh my, they're all dying. So they're going well. These end up being able to fly, actually, and also have, you know, the healing factor. They end up uh, are flame resistant. But so as this is going on, you have a very quick it. This is going to be very quick because so, as so they're trying the to free them, these turkeys, you can never eat. They're flame yeah, resistant. Yeah, that's you what they say later. Turkey. She even <laughs> says later. So you're going and I think they're just experiments. So she's trying to get to the front of the train to stop it. But all of a sudden, this mechanical claw hand yeah, comes, attacks Gabby. She out. fights. There's no reason for it. This is just no. extending the deal. The claw from Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. So they go there. Yeah. And they end up grabbing, you know, the deal. Uh, This this whole deal, they set it up because while they're going, hey, we're going to stop the train. Well, no, that's not going to work. There's a self-destruct button there. It's going to blow up. And that's where... Uh, Gabby actually even remembers her, you know, ex-assassin sister, their scout or, you know, how they had it before. And she kind of is like, oh, well, what's wrong, Gabby? Nothing. You know, we should have tried to save her. We should have tried to save our sister. And, you know, Laura's like, well, we couldn't, but we can go save some turkeys. And they just go <laughs> running. They go running. Yep. You have Jonathan there. Up. The whole thing blows up and like, oh, no, we, we couldn't even save turkeys. And the whole thing's just flames and all. And then with that, though, the turkeys are all flying out. And she's like, look, they fly. And it's like, yeah, also they're flame resistant. So they are the <laughs> X turkeys. And you're like, X turkeys yeah, are flame resistant and they can fly. And New Laura's turkeys. like, I mean, sure, why not? And they're like, okay, what do we do? Well, they end up taking them to a farm. And they're like, hey, you know, don't eat them. And they're like, well, you know, we don't. We're vegan, mutant-run, eco-responsible institution. That's where Gabby goes. I don't even know if they wanted to. They they can't cook them with their healing ability and stuff. <laughs> How long would it take? And Laura's like, I guess it would take a long time. Like, all right. And then they, they basically, Gabby says, look. You think I'm stupid, don't you? You think all the things I'm doing are stupid because I just want to save everybody. I don't want to destroy things. I want to save the people and all these clones and stuff. And Laura's like, no, you know what? You're right. Uh, You know, shutting down the clone facilities. That's what I do. You know, I shouldn't put you into that. You you shouldn't really, you know, you love these things. I want to destroy them. And I should have been a little more careful in doing what, you know, is going on because it all keeps ending up. Anytime we get involved in family or whatever, it ends up tragedy. And Gabby's like, yeah, it really does suck. And then they're just walking away. And just talking about stuff of like, you know what? I want to figure out what's going on. And Gabby's like, I'm going to go off. I want to help people. I want to find these clones and help them. But I'm going to get rid of this honey badger deal. I'm changing up. I'm going to go with Scout now. And like, Scout, what's that? And she's like, it was on the switch. The switch said two ox, which backwards was Scout in reverse. I think that's what I'm going to be now. And even Laura's like, so you liked Honey Badger. That was something you always loved. And she's like, yeah, I still do. But, you know, you've changed your name a bunch of times, too. <laughs> she's like, yeah, times, you know, yeah. and she's like, and plus, this is now my name and, and my mission. I'm going to go. And it's funny, too, because she's going to go off with Jonathan, it seems. But then you have Laura's like, well, you want to ride, Scout? And she's like, yeah, I'm not just going to walk. And they, they Jonathan get Jonathan on. on the front of the bike oh, with yeah, his tongue hanging out. He's loving it. He's there. And again, Right there's the fun that this didn't have at points and should have. And it's just like, as a Wolverine, I know what it means to have my heart stop and start again. It's actually no big deal. It just starts beating again. You get back up. But depending on your circumstances, you wait for your face to come back and all these things about kind of, you know, rebuilding, kind of doing all this. And she's basically like at the end, it really is pushed 
towards being Gabby going forward. I'm afraid that we're not yes, going to see. Like, my own. whole thing was, boy, I, I'm afraid we're not going to get Gabby anymore. I think Gabby's going to show up in some books. It's going to be Laura that might not show up right away. And you've seen yeah. when we have Laura show up in random books, she just shows up to slice things. Yeah, they to never, stab things. They never yeah. have any, like, nuances of anything of her. So hopefully, but she's like, I know what it means to stand up and walk away with a loss in your heart. Maybe there are more clones out there who know it. Maybe more than I can imagine, mostly. I care about the clone I know who carries the weight of those lives in her claws right now, meaning Gabby. And I care about her a lot. And even if her fight isn't mine, I always will. So she'll always care about Gabby. But I do think that this is Gabby going off and kind of setting up the idea that we may see Gabby in some other books. We may see Laura in some other books. I don't know right away that they're going to be together. They're not going to have a team book anymore, which is a shame. And yeah, X turkeys are ridiculous, but that's kind of the ridiculous <laughs> fun. This is the thing of why I like Gabby is kind of like a nutshell of this issue. Why I love Gabby is she's a naive little girl who loves everything. She never judges anybody. She loves anything. But if you cross her she'll slice your achilles and stab you right through the chest so there's that so i love the idea of they're going after these clones and the clones they end up finding are turkeys i think that that is funny i think that that fits this book really well it fits gabby's (laughs) mo of i will save anything if they find a bumblebee with their dna she'll consider that bumblebee a sister and they have to save it laura just wants to destroy them all even if it's stung her yeah, which she wouldn't care. It would be a sister. Those turkeys are their sisters now. And I yep. mean, even just even the if idea, they're boys, even of just having a little Wolverine, Jonathan is so ridiculous. But with Gabby there, it makes complete sense. So this is the stuff I like because of that I'm giving this an 8.5. I know there's not much to it. It's more of me having fun with my characters for the last time and wishing that we could have more fun like this. This could have been. What should have been, you know, back in issue eight, we should have been doing this chasing down, you know, we've had so much the of this book just being, just, dragging yeah, out just that being one story. the, and, and I'm not even, even these, that the clone looks like us. I don't need that anymore. We've had that too much. So I'm going to give it an eight, five. What would you give it? I, I'm going to give it a six, eight. I really like the art. Uh, I think that's what I would also give the whole series. Like, um, yeah, I don't know. It, a seven. it didn't do didn't do a whole lot to like sell yeah. me on any of the characters like you know you know i like gabby and jonathan a, a little bit more than i did coming into it but not enough to like keep following them through yeah. whatever's coming next because just uh the, the writer in this case didn't do a good enough no. job of keeping me interested i don't think so you know either. i know the previous series is is a little better quality. Yeah. So if you're looking yeah. for some Laura stuff, Tom I would Taylor's go there. All new Wolverine. Yeah. Go to Laura and Gabby there. And Gabby comes along pretty quickly. And uh, there is where you'll fall in love with Gabby and realize, you know, what she came from and what it means and why she's big on the sister thing. I mean, yeah, you need kind of that background as well. Uh, so yeah, I'd agree, but I'd give it a seven just because, you know, these are my characters that I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I couldn't I don't go any higher than that. But this issue, I'm going eight, five, because it is the fun that I wanted, but we're going to move on to, to the next book of the one that we recorded a million times already and that is the fantastic four all right and it is fantastic four as i said and it is fantastic four number 10 which i had no idea was a tie-in to the war of the realms yep, me and, either yeah and and i said you said earlier when we recorded this the you know one of the two times uh <laughs> it, you know this being the third that uh, you didn't realize, and then kind of went to the cover and like, man, what's going on? Oh, yeah, there's the banner. I didn't even look. I'm not yeah, a guy who either. looks at covers. I hear some other podcasts where they're like, what is your cover of the week? If I, if if we did that, I, I'd have to bail out. I never know. I, I really never look at the covers. Either. I don't. Yeah. And I think that's more of a digital thing. Like, if you have it in your hand, you kind of do look at the cover. But digitally, I do not look. And so this issue goes on. And, you know, as it's going, it's going. And, and then suddenly, oh, my God, it's at War of the Realms. And I went to the cover, and then it kind of did make more sense. But it is Fantastic Four number 10. It is written by Dan Slott. It is art by Paco Medina and Kevin Labranda. Colors by Jesus Obertov and letters by VCs Joe Caramanga. The Fantastic Four foiled Dr. Doom's plan to steal Galactus's power and returned it the last to the comfort of Four Yancey Street. But trouble's on the rise, and after laying waste to the nine of the ten realms, the Dark Elf King, who is it, Brandon? Malekith. 
Malekith and D. And his powerful <laughs> allies are preparing to bring the War of the Realms to Midgard, the last realm standing. Right now, the members of the FF are blissfully unaware of the threat hurling toward New York City, but it won't stay that way for long. Now, if I would have read that when I started, but I don't. I usually never read because we've we've been reading the books. I don't yeah. need the recap page. So we go in. It starts off with Val, who's on the Future Foundation chat line. On her phone, they have a group group chat. chat. She's ending up sending out texts that are pretty much just sent out to just see if anybody would respond. They're out in space. You know that the Future Foundation left to go find a molecule man. And with that, there are going to be, there is a book that was announced. The the Future Foundation book is going to come out. And I do think it's just a mini if it is. Yeah, I think it's one of five. Yeah, I think that it's just a mini. I'm looking forward to it. I think that'll be cool and see. And that's dealing with mainly Molecule Man and that whole deal. Um, but then she even says like, hey, anybody here from old Prince of Burrow? Huh? Yeah, I'm just asking <laughs> for a friend. And it all has to do with that was the guy who looked like Namor that freaked out Reed when he's he's like, well, what's going on with that yeah, guy? Yeah, he was oh, red he instead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was just upset. And uh, yeah, so she, she had eyes for him. Uh, while this is going on, she has made an extra special enhancer thing to get her signal out in the space to try to talk to these people, which while you're going, Lanella and Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur walk by and like, so that's what's been drawing all the power off the grid. She's mad. You know, she's mad because she's part of the old Yancey Street deal around there as well. So she was there. She's checking it out. She's like, oh, that's that's ridiculous. Now we go off to Franklin, who's in his room, and he's burning books is what Johnny finds out then. But at first, Johnny thought he was maybe burning something else. He yeah. might have thought that he was smoking. Grass. You know, some maybe, grass. I don't know, the some weed. weed. What are you? Smoking to Mary Jane. I, I would love Johnny to come in and use like crazy terms. I, I, my right? favorite, my favorite clip is when Stephen A. Smith starts snapping that people got caught. So then he's That's stay right. off the weed. Stay off. He comes in. He's like, stay off the weed. <laughs> yeah, I, I need that to be the baby Stephen A. Smith right now. Yes. Which is the best. Uh, but yeah, it's that. Uh, Franklin is actually burning his sketchbook and a sketchbook that he was using, and this. And that beginning, this this opening is very much tying into the first arc of this book. The first arc where the Fantastic Four weren't on Earth. They were in these multiverses being made by Franklin with his mind powers. You know, he was so overpowered. He was making galaxies and they were traveling through, meeting people. And then his power kind of left. That, that power, that part of it, that, you know, extreme deal left him. And those people kind of poofed out of existence. So now he's upset. And he's like, you know, I don't need these drawings because they're drawings of people that don't even live anymore. You know, it was my they're destroyed. And it was my fault. I brought them to life. I was their God. Um, And this is what he dealt with before. But then he blinked out. You know, they blinked out because he lost his powers. I think that Johnny's like, thank God. I thought he was smoking the weed. I mean, I don't know how it's going to tell me. He's all kind of upset still because that I don't even remember that original villain's name they fought. She kind of helped, you know, contribute to all that loss. And he can't really do anything to get it back. Yeah, and he's just there. And so he's down on himself and he's continuing to be down on himself because there he is. He's the most powerful guy in the Fantastic Four in the future foundation really and he's losing his powers and they're gradually leaving he even says to his dad you know what's going on dad you know you're supposed to be doing experiments to see how you can get my powers back and reed's like no no you're not getting them back you're normal this is this is has to play out like this is almost like the franklin powers you know uh kind of getting puberty And now all of a sudden his voice is getting deeper and he can't make galaxies. That's what happens when I hit puberty most of the time is I could not. And I also like to spend a lot more of my time in my room alone, if you know, and I might have been making galaxies. You could say that, right? No, you can't. But (laughs) as this goes on, they're in trouble. Val and and. Uh, Franklin are in trouble because they they were kind of doing stuff while they were in Arizona with Alicia and her parents. And so they're like, you know what? And Val's like, well, I didn't do anything. I just made a car fly. And also I got you out of Latveria. I mean, I should be the best. I shouldn't be. I should be rewarded. And they're like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're not in trouble. But Franklin, you walked off. And there was that weird bit with the gremlins, like you said, when he walked off. And we didn't know exactly what was going on. It was a very odd scene. He ended up going back. 
That yeah. whole little, and, those whole interludes that would happen when the when the Fantastic Four were dealing with Doctor Doom were very confusing yeah, and like they were. I, I don't know I couldn't really piece and together what the, he was trying to do. The biggest part of this though that he does bring up was when Franklin did go back. He used his power to kickstart Val's teleportation device that did get the family back. So he does say like, well, I did. I helped. I was the one who powered it up. You forget about that. And like, yeah, no, you know, but what's going to happen is we're going to have Ben and Alicia end up picking your punishment. And Alicia's like, you know, I don't know how to do this. And Ben's like, oh, I do. Ben's already like, yeah, "Yeah, I got some punishments for you. And he ends up taking them to the Grim Youth Center, which they even have a call out uh, last scene in Thing Six. So that's a big call out. And he's there to pretty much help. They're they're getting things together. They're making pottery. It looks like they're cleaning up. They have an art. Alicia has an art class that's going to be set up. But she wants Franklin to be involved, but he doesn't really want to get involved. And this yeah, he's is trying the weird to stay scene. away from all his like uh, I don't know things he yeah. used to do. I guess. Yeah. Well, and also the thing is. There's all these other kids doing stuff and he's not fitting in. So he doesn't know, you know, he's kind of just like, eh, I don't really feel like that. I'll just do this. I'll clean up. You have the other kids from this youth center come in and they're the worst. I, I said they end <laughs> up like you have Marky Mark and a bunch of Southies from Boston come in. They're going to start beating the you Yancey up. Street yeah, that's, that's is, like the Yancey Street gang. It is. It's the Yancey Street. Prototype of what you'd yeah. anticipate. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you this gang at the Yancey Street Utes. There's the one guy with glasses, the a little girl, another girl, and what ends up now that I see that we talked about this a couple of times now, a kid who will eventually grab a sledgehammer and take it to yeah. the streets. That's the These one. These are kid like with uh, the, 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 the people that but grow up on Seinfeld to steal the dresser from Kramer eventually. Yeah. Yeah, they're the street toughs. So yeah, 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 have their. These are the street toughs that will be out there if you're watching Elaine's furniture. They'll just walk up and then the next thing, armoire. Yeah, and just the next thing you know, Elaine's like, "Where's the armoire?" Street toughs. (laughs) So they said, "I love those guys." By the way, Uh, but yeah, they end up pretty much throwing a lot of shade at Franklin. They're like, "Yeah, you think you're better than us just because you're in the Fantastic Four? You're a jerk." And he's like, "Yeah, I'll show you a jerk. I can make universes." And they, "Yeah, you're not worth it." Because at this point, he is still afraid. The more he uses his power, he'll lose it. Yeah. And so he doesn't want to do it. Plus, he might kill somebody. But I these know. kids yeah. just are like, I mean, <laughs> it's it, not this really a is power a family friendly a podcast. fight with a group yeah. of kids. No, no. Yeah, a group of kids that, you know, one a little girl. And I'll show you. But uh, <laughs> while, while this is going on, they are cursing a lot, which, you know. Who are they going to hit next? Rick out. Jones? I mean, geez. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. He he either gets hit or what are you going to go on the kids? And, you know, <laughs> they're just walking around just punching random people. Uh, but as this goes on, they're yelling and you have Mr. Uh, you have Shecky and you have thing come out like what's going on? <laughs> what's going on is we're about to kick the butt of this jerk. And Ben's just like. All right. He doesn't really say much. No. And, and they're like, yeah, you wait when Schickenberg, Schickenberg and, and this thing aren't here. I'm going to come back and kick your butt. And he's like, whatever. Great neighborhood. Ben, thanks <laughs> a lot, buddy. And he goes off. And Ben's like to Shecky. He's like, what's going on? I thought they'd fit in, but they, they seem a little fancy for this neighborhood. And he's like, well, you, they never got introduced. They've been at the, the wedding, the Michigas that happened with the uh, Dr. Doom. They've never been introduced. And Ben like lights up and he's like, that's why we need Yancey Street Block Party. I'm telling you, Dan and Ant, Dan and Ant, they're all dancing around. But yeah, as this this is going on, there's a lot of stuff. It looks like a pretty cool block party going on. A lot of selfies, a lot of stuff being cooked. Everybody's liking it. I love if you look straight forward, you end up at the very, very back. And I love the art throughout. The art's great in this whole issue. You see Devil Dinosaur over there behind, you know, the guy grilling. He's just peeking his head in. You have Lunella there. She's there. And, and she's part of the whole deal where she ends up getting introduced to Val. And they're, they're the two smartest ones there. They are. Uh, Lunella goes over and is like, hey, uh, you think you're smart. Well, I'm smarter than your dad. And they, and then she's like, uh, whatever. I'm smarter than my dad. And they're like, and you, you expect and them to hit it off like right so away. Happy about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Reed's right great. there. Hey, yeah. Hey, I'm proud of both of you. You know, you you should be the kids of the future. You know, he starts <laughs> singing freaking you know songs. You, know, I believe the children are future. They <laughs> right. end up going then. And uh, I thought that this was the point where Nana is going to be like, you know what? What's this and that? And then Val's like this. And then they'd be like, man, you're smarter than anybody in my school. I like you. They just fight. 
And then out of nowhere, War of the Realms that shows up. You have a portal open, and then it's full out War of the Realms. You have the the hell demons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it is the royal flush going on of these things going on. Yeah, it is. They all come out. And now it is funny, too, in my mind. Now, the weird thing is, is they're not there to fight anybody per se. They're there because of yeah, they're on this. a mission, basically. Well, they're, it's not. It seems weird because they're there. And once they figure it out, Val ends up figuring out that they're there because of that big, you know, enhanced thing Antenna, for their service. Is, they just walk away and leave. Uh, so they come out, but they, that's a pretty weird at, bad luck for these guys to come out. They think they're just coming out and there's the Fantastic Four, but they're fighting them. Devil dinosaurs involve all these people are going on. And then in one of the better parts is all of a sudden the people of Yancey Street show up and they're like, hey, <laughs> at one point, if you don't have enough domes going around in New York, Sue makes a dome around Yancey Street. Yep. I mean, every every block has its own dome anymore in New York. <laughs> um, so they're there and like, hey. And they're all there and like, hey, you come to Yancey Street, you're going to deal with the Yancey Street because you know what? We're Yancey Street and they're going to fight. We all come strapped. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love the bunch of things that these people on Yancey Street have run to their houses to get these weapons. And, you know, you would hope maybe, maybe somebody has a katana sword, maybe a gun. <laughs> no, no, no. A cane. We got a yep. shovel. We have a guy with a baseball bat. He's got his whole baseball motif going on. He's he's very prepared for that. One guy who looks like, I don't know, he's he's holding maybe if you could draw in those shakers that end up making your muscles supposedly get toned. You know, those yeah. stupid things that they yeah, have yeah. just done. He might be doing that. You have a guy who's double fisting, double holding a wrench for some reason. Yeah, and then he's, the bat. he's got to swing that like a bat, I think. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He's choking up too much. What's he trying to, you know, get <laughs> know. a single? You need to hit a home run, buddy. You, you and need then to the put bat. your big ring finger yeah. through the end yeah, of that really. wrench and swing Do it something. like that. Yeah. And then the best one ever. It's the kid from earlier. The fancy kid that looks like he just got out of <laughs> Dartmouth. He has a he has Sludge. his tie on. I love the combo too. I love the idea of like the school kid oh, uniform but like when they get out. Boy, yeah. And I love the Catholic school look of when they get the the bell rings and they leave and I love when they untuck their shirts. Yeah. That's oh, a, yeah. that's I'd, a kick I'd do butt that look. immediately. I was a Catholic I, yeah, school boy too. till 8th grade. He so basically what I'm saying is he looks like Angus Young from ACDC with a sledgehammer. Yes. He has a full out sledgehammer. He's about to kick but with a sledgehammer so he ends up he's there these things like hey you know come and get us big people because we got all these people here they do come out and it's funny as they come out of the portal the one frost giant because there's like second round of these the one frost giant just hits this guy pops hits him <laughs> and like boom he gets hit he's down and this little girl pop and that's the little girl from before from that street gang also i think behind them is also the other kid that was threatening franklin uh he's like hey it's nothing georgie this is yancey street someone knocks us down what do we do and i want somebody to go get beat up again because yeah. that's what's gonna happen like, i know we get, we're gonna uh, get stepped on for yeah, good yeah. this time yeah i think we get stepped on pops is that what happens <laughs> on the yancey streets no no you know what happens you fall down and when they go and turn their back on you to leave that's when you kick back you cut their that's achilles that's when you go get them when they're not looking but that's cheating pop no no that's yancey street that's that's yancey the, I, i'm life. telling you i like yancey life well what do you do what's that pop yeah if somebody gets the last soda that you want you kick their butt all right pop thank you this girl who this guy is talking to is gonna end up being one of the most awful yes, girls it's, ever it's just uh, she's violence just, bred violence oh my God. In here. yeah it's gonna be natural born killers everybody from yancey street yeah. they're, what, they're what are trending you back towards the wild west if they keep you know going what, this way you know what i told you georgie when you're on yancey street and someone knocks you down what do you do you, you go get your cane and a sledgehammer <laughs> you got that right Yancey Street. Of this kid in high school we used to hang out with he carried a baseball bat around his car and when someone would cut it off he'd stick it out the window yeah he called it the insurance the policy yeah what a, what a jerk <laughs> i'm telling you my one buddy was one of those guys who like he he would sit there and stare at you until you look at him. What are you looking at, bro? <laughs> like, uh, a guy who's staring at me. I'm like, his yeah, name right? was Jamie. I'm like, come on, 
Jamie. You really, you want to get? We Stinky were going Jamie? to Thorny. Was it Wait, no, Jamie? no, that, that's not my buddy. This is the guy who ended up being a cop, and then surprisingly, <laughs> from my story, ended up beating three people up at separate occasions. Oh, imagine duty. that. Got fired. Yeah, you know what we do on Yancey Street when we get knocked down. Yeah, pop, you cry until they walk away in embarrassment. <laughs> then you get up and hit them in the back. Right. That's right, Yancey Street. But yeah, this uh, this yeah, gets Franklin all like fired Nancy up. Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah. Why? Why <laughs> Yancey Street? You end up where Franklin hears and he's like, you know what? That is true. I like you pieces of crap here on Yancey Street. I'm going to fight too. And he ends up powering up and actually goes, hits two frost giants in the face yelling, I'm powerhouse. Uh, and then comes down. And, and the best part of this is then is that when he does land because he fritzes out his powers get a little wonky kind of fritzes out he lands and you have those kids that bullied him earlier including sledgehammer kid with untucked shirt from acdc who says oh man you know that stinks i'm sorry no no and the one guy stop being stupid what you're part of Yancey Street now. I'm like, all right, <laughs> Franklin is now fully a piece of crap. Yancey Street Frank. might have been. I'm yeah, he, he, yeah, Yancey Street might have been said as many times as No Restraints Play was yeah, in Blackish and Black Widow you, number two. I just, I just love the idea that when you're on Yancey Street. Everything is Yancey Street. Yes. Like, you have you to you remind there. everybody every two steps, oh, yeah. even though they yeah, also like, are from Yancey Street. <laughs> it's like you, you trip and fall on Yancey Street. And you, you know how we play things on Yancey Street. Uh, well, like how? You yeah. get up, you idiot. That's we all. We don't it's fix potholes. Yeah. Toughen up, buddy. <laughs> really? This is Yancey Street. Potholes fix you. <laughs> it's just Russia now. In, yeah, in Yancey right? Street, we don't drive cars. The cars drive us. That's like, right. I don't like I don't like Yancey Street. Yeah. Yancey Street's confusing. You know how we play work at Yancey Street? Uh, how? We go to work. You clock in, you go to work. It's like yeah. every other place. You got to earn a living. Just because we're on Yancey Street doesn't mean we're on Yancey Street. You got to pay bills on Yancey Street still. Yeah, really. <laughs> bills don't disappear on Yancey Street. Uh, I need more oh, Yancey Jesus. Street. I need a full-out Yancey we're, we're Street We're getting deal. a one-shot in August. We are. Yeah, I need one-shot Yancey Street. Hey, it's hey, uh, what's that movie? It's by Jerry Dugan, too. What you got there? You're wearing your, your roller skates? You know what we do on Yancey Street? What? <laughs> we wear roller skates just like you. They're pretty cool. We love the, we love the Yancey Street no roller, roller skates. No roller blades even, here. Yeah, no roller blades. We're old school Yancey Street. Yeah, that's what I, I need. I need full-out Yancey Street. But yeah, they end up where Frank and ends up punching him. Val is through this, and I love Val's look through this because there's there's old Franklin. He's between the two kids yelling that he's Yancey Street, and and Val's just looking around, and she's like, "Huh." And then she figures out if they get rid of this in this signal enhancer, that will make them go away. It doesn't really make much sense to me, but it ends up so that these guys leave without, you know, and that's what you do. You know what you do on Yancey Street? You leave Yancey Street. So they yeah. leave. Get out of there and, if you're not from Yancey Street. And so you end up having Val and uh, uh, Franklin. They suit up. They have Moon Girl there. And like, hey, what's going on? Because the Fantastic Four are going off. Hey, we got to see what's going on with this. We're going to check it out. Uh, what are you guys doing? And that's where we're holding down the fort on Yancey Street. And like, for how long? However long it takes. Yeah, you know how we'll we play be here. it. 24 7 on yancey street but yeah it's pretty good and at the end you do have the the three of them there moon girl uh val and franklin with devil dinosaur of course and i'm like boy you know what i would like a book with them yeah, that, that's, that's a where fun i don't have my gabby anymore and my thing i love younger heroes like this and i do really enjoy moon girl i could see them going off on a yancey street book i i, I like it just for yancey street and that's funny too <laughs> because it's a fantastic fantastic for yancey street we'll have um but yeah i liked it i i really did i had some fun with this uh the war of the realms tie-in is the weakest part but yeah, it, it allows it allows the Yancey Street nonsense to happen. It allows Franklin and Val to become part of the neighborhood. More Franklin. Uh, Val's just kind of now. I I think that now Franklin's going full bully and is going to yeah. go and start bullying. He's Val really buying into this Yancey Street oh, yeah. stuff. I'm now. telling you, he is. You, you don't always want to go full Yancey Street. He's gone full Yancey Street. But yeah, yeah. I I actually really did like this. Uh, and so with that. This time even, I, I liked it more each time we talked about it tonight. Know, this is the weird. third time. So I'm actually going to go 8-5, uh, the same that I went with uh, X-23, but it, for different reasons. You know, the X-23 was kind of like, hey, that's my book. It's leaving. But this one actually had some fun with it, and I had some fun with uh, – 
Fantastic Four has a really awful schedule. So when it does come out, sometimes, you know, it's a crapshoot of what we're going to get. And if this is kind of here or there and, you know, this is a tie-in, it's one of my favorite tie-ins. The War of the Realms is a single issue because I had fun. Yeah, And so I'll go with that. And that's what I want. Girls and Jimmy want to have fun is how it is at the end, <laughs> as Cindy Lauper said in an alternate cut of that song. Yes. You never and heard my my, cut. my yes, it's girls and Jimmy want to have fun. And then they have to get rid of it because she realized nobody knows me. Yes. That's just me. It's and a I'm lot a like the story behind guy. Brown Eyed Girl, right? That's right. That's about me, too. <laughs> you don't realize every song is about me. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and the weird thing is, is I'm not a girl and I have blue eyes. But yeah. still, Van it's Morrison. Still he came after me. So there you go. But what would you give it? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Probably it's going to definitely be my book of the episode uh, today because I, I just had the crazy. most fun looking about it uh, or just going through it. You know, like you yeah. said, the War of the Realm stuff when when all those random villains just kind of pop up is the weakest part. But they're just the pro- there to be yeah. there. But the I like the fight. It, it allows Franklin is good, though. That's and, what it and is. That's this what is I'm a full with. out. This is a full out Franklin issue. Yeah. You're getting Franklin. He's a sad sack. And what I do like about this, what I they think. They even Dan call Slott, him emo at one point. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's what that's what my son Logan calls anything that he doesn't like. I didn't that know that was like. still a thing. I mean, that, oh, that, yeah. I thought that died out when I left high school. I really yeah, did. Are, do, do you consider Eminem emo? Do you no, consider him emo? Maybe do you consider not. maybe Nirvana emo? I can see that he thinks a that. I don't think it maybe. is. That's more just grunge. Yeah. That's a little. No, see, but I, any, I think more the Gerard Way stuff is emo well, stuff. Do you think the Beatles are emo? You think the no, Who are emo? No, not. no. Logan <laughs> thinks so. Stuff. Logan, th- Logan thinks emo is anything that's five years old or older okay. that he doesn't like. It, so, so it it's just, just means something else nowadays, apparently. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, <laughs> just like they're yelling Yancey Street, Logan's yelling emo. I could say right now. Hey, uh, let's listen to, you know, Weezer. That's emo. Then yeah. I'll say, well, let's uh, watch if, the Eagles. If Tupac They're is emo. emo. If Tupac yeah, is emo, he'd be, we have, he'd think that is. we'd have he entirely different meanings for the word emo then. I'm That's telling all. you, if if I went to a, let's go bowling. That's emo. Let's go uh, eat at McDonald's. That's emo. Anything yeah. he just doesn't like is emo. The, the so. furthest thing from emo in my world is Eminem and Tupac. So I, yeah. we, we definitely have different meanings for the word. Man. <laughs> uh, you know how little I listen to Eminem? Uh, I just actually, for the first time, I was telling Eric this at work, uh, yesterday going into work, I'm, I'm like, oh, what's this? This sounds like Eminem, huh? Song named Stan. Ah, I, I don't know what this oh, is. Really? I'm listening. Like his so second by the, album? <laughs> but I'm telling you because I was not, I was, I was not into Eminem at all then. So I was more into other, you know, music. Uh, my rap days ended with N.W.A. Yeah. So, you know, even the tie-in of Dr. Dre with Eminem wasn't enough to get me there. Oh, yeah. So I'm listening. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm telling Eric the story. I'm like, I'm driving to work. And I'm like, okay, the Stan song. Okay, it's Eminem. I mean, it, yeah, Eminem is Eminem. If you, you know, yeah, you heard you know one, I voice, can say, yeah. but, but I do like him. Uh, so I'm listening. I'm like, all right. By the time I get to, oh my God, Stan was the one who killed everybody. I was yelling. <laughs> I go running there. Oh my God, I heard this song. Eric's like, that song's like 20 years old now. Yes. I'm like, Eric, Eric, Stan was writing the letter. It ended up being Stan on the news. He's like, I know, I know this song. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was yelling at him. Oh, he was geez. laughing at me. Yeah, so yeah. you see that? You, Everybody you got, can have a first. Did you ever listen to the song where he murders his wife? You ever hear no, that No, I'm one? telling you. <laughs> if it's not the real Slim Shady or, or you know, his other, I, I didn't listen to all yeah. that. And then oh, I'm you like, got some and then, catching up to do. There's yeah, about 11 like, albums there. And then I'm like, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, it's mixing this song in. Ooh, oh my God, Stan! But yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I, that is a a blind spot of rap for me at that point. Where uh, basically, I just hear Eminem. I'm like, this guy ever cheer up? I mean, yeah. really? He, no, he's got he's one. Probably, I, to be honest, you've never heard any of it. He's probably the guy I've seen in concert most live yeah, out of really? anybody else. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. You are insane. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of concerts, and not not much anymore. And in fact, yeah. one of the guys I've seen the most in concert is Beck, who Logan says is emo. So there you go. That's all tie yeah. into that. But we're going to go off now, <laughs> okay. and uh, you're going to have Brandon and Double A Ron are going to be yes. talking War Scrolls. I'm going to bail for yeah. the ending of this. I think that since uh, I had a whole episode the by title myself. Of the third story is My Drag Brunch with Loki, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I don't need that. No, actually, <laughs> what I need to do is start editing things because I'm telling you, mm. I'm hearing clicks again and I'm starting oh, to Jesus. worry about pray, this. So we're going to see. But yeah. uh, we're going to go off now to end the podcast. 
discussed with Brandon Double Aaron, but I will say before I leave, the Fantastic Four and X-23 are tied for my books of the week. They both got an 8-5, so I hope that that positivity goes off into you guys talking War Scrolls, but you guys take it away. All right, and this is War of the Realms, Roll Scrolls number two, uh, and this is kind of the anthology book they got going on here, three stories in one. Uh, they kind of dip in quality as you go through the book as well. So uh, we're going to start with the best and go down from there, really. First one is The Daredevil Story, written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Andrea Sorrentino and colored by Matthew Wilson. Second one is Doctor Strange Story, written by Devin Grayson, drawn by Paul Davidson and colored by Andreas Mosa. And then the third one is a Wiccan Hulkling and Loki story in My Drag Brunch with Loki <laughs> by Anthony Oliveria, drawn by Nick Robles and colored by Chris Peters. Uh, I can't even get past the name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I, I actually I was reading the story first and then I'm like, oh, let me see who's writing this because I'm not enjoying it much. And, and then I saw the title and I'm like, oh, there we go. Um, this is very strange. Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll get into the blurb and then get right into things here. After laying waste to nine of the ten realms, the dark elf king Malekith and his powerful allies have finally brought the War of the Realms to Midgard, the last realm standing. The invasion began in New York City. The heroes of Earth gathered to fight off Michaela's forces, and Loki soon joined them, betraying his allegiance to Michaela. After saving his mother, Loki was eaten by his father, King Lofi, and the Frost Giants. As the Michaela's army overtook the city, Doctor Strange cast a spell to evacuate all the civilians to safety at the Avengers Mountain, but accidentally teleported all heroes with them, leaving the city exposed. And with Hemdall blinded, Daredevil took up his sword to command the Asgardian Bifrost, becoming the god without fear to learn his weaknesses. Michaelis captured Daredevil's greatest enemy, Wilson Fisk, the mayor of New York, and its former kingpin of crime. Now it's up to the humans, heroes, and gods alike to save Midgard. But the war is still spreading. Well, um, well you got two out of five for his name there. So. Did I? Yeah, yeah, I know. I go back and forth <laughs> on it. You know, I, I don't have it down totally yet. It's kind of like the continuity and how I used to say that word wrong. I'll, yeah. I'll get it eventually, but I'm not there yet. Well, well, at least with the War of the Realms, you'll eventually have the opportunity to get yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I got it at least another month to get yeah. it. Here. But uh, yeah, we start the first story. It's the Daredevil story written by Jason Aaron. Uh, it starts many years ago with kind of like some throwback art that uh, Andrea Sorrentino is attempting to throw some filters over that that really kind of hinder my enjoyment because they ruin some of the mood he's trying to set. I feel yeah, like you know? it, it 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 is a little too much dots. It, yeah, it, it's kind of like sore on the eyes. When I know it's like spent- you're watching uh, old antenna TV. You can't quite get the picture right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, when you're out in the country and it's yep. just, just fuzzy and there's too much red hue and yeah yeah it's it's definitely not kind to the eyes but they're trying to get across this point that that daredevil you know took a moment to gather his thoughts before he just went to town on this dude uh who's basically a murderer and storing body parts in his fridge from what i understood there yeah yeah pretty much (laughs) it uh Daredevil locks him in, in the closet because he needs a, a moment to recuperate because he must have opened the guy's fridge and it was so stinky yeah. from all the dead body parts dead in nastiness, there yeah. that he, he just needed to sit down and pray for a minute. Yeah, that he, w- that he would, you know, God would help him not kill this guy yeah. for being <laughs> such a terrible person. Yeah. But uh, that transitions nicely into Mikhail, uh Malekith <laughs> basically doing the same to Kingpin here, just unleashing on his face. And well, cur- that's curse actually punching on uh, Kingpin. Right oh, is there. it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he does say it's a uh, his bodyguard or whoever she ends up being. But um, so Michaelith and Kingpin have this you know exchange between each other, and he's basically uh trying to use Kingpin to figure out how to kill Daredevil. Now that Daredevil has this you know god sight power that. It's really hindering Michaela's plans. Which is a really flawed plan because, I mean, it, granted, Kingpin probably knows most of his weaknesses, but if the Kingpin yeah. could have got rid of him a long time ago, yeah. he would have. Oh, I'm totally but... with you there. Yeah, that that is like he might have been the most successful of the people that have attempted it, but that doesn't mean he's he's tried a thousand times yeah, and failed yeah. a thousand. So it's not like he, he's got a great success rate. And, and Malekith doesn't know this. I mean, he just yeah. knows uh, knows that he's a thorn in Kingpin's side. But, I, I mean, going to a person that hasn't been 
able to get rid of him and ask him, how do I, am I going to get rid of this daredevil? Tell me all of his weaknesses. Doesn't, you know, yeah. it's, it's flawed to begin with. He ignores it all anyway and just gives him a giant powerful hammer and some, uh, some quick abilities, uh, thinking that's going to do the job. So at least the daredevil and Kingpin slugging it out with their newfound powers and, and kind of a cool back and forth. Um, you know, I would say it's pretty much a draw at one point. Until, um, you know, the Frost Giants become involved and they're about to step on Daredevil and Kingpin is having none of that and, and basically takes the dude's foot off that's about to take his prize from him, essentially, is, is kind of a little little bit of it. But at the same time, uh, Roxanne is like televising this whole thing and, you know, Kingpin's going to get brownie points in the long run and possible re-election for, yeah. for pulling this off at the same uh, time. Kingpin made a deal with Malekith and also made a deal with Roxxon, two different two different people. And, and even though Roxxon and Malekith are working together, so, I mean, it, I'm having trouble working this out in my head here. So yeah. he gets Roxxon to videotape him, beating the crap out of Daredevil and beating the crap out of Frost Giants to save the city to get himself reelected as mayor. And I don't get the, the really the um, idea. The city is saved here at this point either. No. Like, you took off the foot of one frost giant there, buddy. You're a little more powerful than you were, but the whole Avengers team and all the other heroes stood no chance. So. And, and also think about how many people have already left New York city. Yeah, and there's supposedly got, nobody there. Yeah, most <laughs> most most of them got transported by uh, Doctor Strange, except uh, I guess the the crippled and the yes, weak. I was, I was just gonna say, <laughs> Doctor Strange is, is kind of a piece of crap. <laughs> he, left, he left all the handicapped people, yeah. the blind people behind, which is what Michaelith is uh, or Malekith is now going to use to lure Daredevil out. I, I guess, that, there's, that's a, how I guess it ends. No, there's no handicapped entrance at the Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, too many stairs. There's no ramps. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, that that's how this ends on that cliffhanger. Uh, Malekith trying to draw Daredevil out by kidnapping the weak and, and well, not and necessarily burn, the weak, but churches. like that. Yeah, the, the the unfortunate people that have disabilities, essentially, yeah. um, and burning churches. Yes, so terrible things. We move on to our next story, which is, I don't know, it's it's another very weird story. It's, it's essentially Doctor Strange recuperating after transporting everybody back to the Avengers Mountain. So uh, they're, they're all in the North Pole. And I actually kind of like just, this one a little bit more. Do you? I, yeah. I like the Daredevil one the best. This is obviously my second favorite, but... It all leads to the scene, um, you know, where where Doctor Strange ends up taking a nap. He's tucked in by this little girl. While he's doing so, he ends up running into Nightmare, and and they kind of have this back and forth. And, and Nightmare thinks he's got the upper hand because everybody's afraid, even Doctor Strange, which is why his spell didn't work. And I, yeah. I like the art here a lot, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I, I like this art a lot for, especially for a Doctor Strange part, because I mean, the, the beginning sequence where he's sitting there trying to uh, keep the the magic realm from getting torn open and taken over by demons, because as the Midgard is going through its War of the Realms, it's a good time for uh, Doctor Strange to be dis- distracted, and other creatures can slip in and try to take advantage of this weakness and his lacks of power. Yeah. He's, pr- he's protecting eternity here from uh, getting taken over by monsters. And then he, he goes into the nightmare realm to stop nightmare from taking care of all the other people's dreams that yeah, they're the having with are now safe. Yeah. The, the troll monsters, all, all these extra demons and everything going on in earth. It gets the dreams really kicking up in these people that are taking a nap. Yeah. So, you know, eventually Dr. Strange does best nightmare. He kind of gets them chained up in his own, quote unquote nightmare and and then uh wakes up from his nap and he and he was tucked in by this little girl who's now laying kind of on the floor and <laughs> like she obviously had a nightmare or something <laughs> no she gave him her bunny rabbit and she yeah. couldn't sleep without yeah, it no, she she's sitting sleep. there sucking her thumb and all the her eyes strange, all you know open. trades her back basically <laughs> and then black so panther calls him into duty anyway um so yeah, that's the end of that story, and we move on then to the third story. Uh, 
I don't know. The, my, the, you know, the whole topic and title of the story, I don't think is the problem at no. all. I think the pacing and the way it's all broken up and intercut with, with, yes. and told as, as far as the timeline is, is just terrible. And I lose track. I thought it was two different stories at first. Um, the Loki story being kind of its own thing. And then this Wiccan and Hulkling thing, cause the art changes, like, just the whole tone of the entire story changes so drastically at one point. It really did. And I, 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 I t- had to stop and go back like the pages a couple over. A I read this thing times. like three times. Cause I could not get through. Uh, it's only like eight pages long too. It's not, it's not a long story, but it starts with Loki as, as a little kid kind of just having a talk with his mom and, and he's, he's putzing around kind of just being rambunctious really. And then declaring how he's going to be a hero one day. And then we we transitioned to Earth a few weeks ago, where uh, Wiccan and Hulkling wake up, and you know Wiccan is going out for what he thinks is brunch with Kate Bishop, and Hulkling's hanging out at home. Uh, Kate Bishop ends up, you know, being at this drag brunch where Wiccan shows up, and and they're having a talk uh, between each other, and it's pretty obvious almost right away that Kate Bishop is like, I don't know. Pulling for Loki, you can tell right away that from the beginning of the story that this is obviously then Loki trying to, you know, give these guys a heads up, a warning because they used to be pals. There's a couple things I got to point out here. In the conversation with uh, right when Wiccan and uh, Hulkling wake up. uh, Oh, that was so cringeworthy. (laughs) I wanted to. uh. I was so lucky he had that that big sword right there in his hand because it goes, okay, well. Moon prison power or, or whatever, dork. I'd, I'd bust out for the honor of Skull, but I'm not the one rocking a big honking magic sword lately. And I don't know these characters very well. And Hulkling's changed a lot from the last time I experienced this. So I had no idea. And then I had to go back like, what is he talking about? I know. <laughs> I it's definitely a double entendre too. <laughs> it definitely is. But, uh, yeah, so, so then, um, you know, they're, they're off at brunch and eventually Loki ends up revealing himself because he essentially wants to give these guys a heads up. This war is coming. Well, meanwhile, the entire story is intercut then with present day where Hulkling is, is fighting in this war of the realms with Wiccan. Uh, and it all ends up, you know, circling around and coming to an end with Wiccan and Hulkling watching on, I don't know, a Times Square TV of Loki being eaten by his dad and they get all emotional and sad. Um, and, and then it all wraps around with another scene from the past with young Loki, uh, because he's being called like, you know, the devil by some of these kids just kind of hanging out in this, sh- uh, brunch location that he, he's at with, um, uh, Wiccan. I keep yeah. mixing up Wiccan and Hulk. Yeah, but, I don't um, know these characters enough to yeah, call I don't them. Either, really. <laughs> So. But but then the, you know he even just admits it you know yeah yeah I'm the devil sometimes and I don't know I didn't get much out of this story at all it was definitely the weakest of the bunch and like I said it's not necessarily so much the characters involved or or any of that it's just really how it was told in the pacing yeah I mean it seems like it's pulling back from a, a story arc from a, a, a little while ago at yeah. least that I had never read either so yeah, some books some... Wiccan and Hulkling were obviously in, I, I didn't the last know, one I read read with them and it was like New Avengers or something yeah. like that I know there was ago. they were in a couple minis that were canceled pretty quick and I yeah, forget the names so of them at this point and they give you no editor's note whatsoever no, about what they're talking about. So I, I had, I wasn't even going to try to look it up to figure it out. Honestly. Yeah. So maybe uh, some something's getting lost in translation there by not knowing. Yeah, I know. I definitely know I'm not getting everything, but it's also not a well written, well told yeah. story at the same time. The art's okay; it's not great, but uh, I don't know. That's the end of War Scrolls issue two. I definitely liked. The first one a little better. Um, yeah, me too. It's, it's not a must buy at all. If if you are coming here for anything, it's definitely the Jason Aaron Daredevil story, which is the best of the bunch throughout the first two books, uh, without a doubt. Um, I'm going to give it a, a six overall, kind of a, just because the art was hit and miss throughout the book. The stories were a little hit and miss. It, it's not a must read. Uh, and like you said, I don't know if it was before we recorded or not. Um, you're you're 100 right about how the Rainbow Bridge felt like it was up for about 
14 seconds total in the main War of the Realms book. And here, you know, we're just jumping yeah. around willy-nilly with Daredevil. Yeah. So. In, the, in the War of the Realms uh, main series, Daredevil jumps in, gets a sword from Himdall, Heimdall. I can never yeah, pronounce his whatever name. It is. That's, One my, of the two. that's my Malekith. <laughs> 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 and and it seems like they just transported everybody out where they needed to go to start the tie-ins. Yeah. And then it was taken down by the, <laughs> the suicide bomber elves. Uh, so I, I, I can't figure out in, in the timeline. I mean, I'm trying not to let that drag the story down at all. But I mean, it's kind of a glitch in my yeah. mind, you know. Yeah, the the tie-ins this week that I've read so far. So I've read Thor, I've read this, I've read Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four and War Scrolls feel like they happen well, well before any of this. Uh, you know, War of the Realms two even starts. Maybe you know, uh, maybe three, and then the um, Thor issue actually seems like it's starting to come. Uh, you know up to speed with what's going on with uh what's her name freya and um odin on the the dark bridge you know okay. the, the back bifrost yeah, so the black uh, bifrost, yeah. that one i didn't hate so much it was probably my favorite of the tie-ins i've read so far so just random war of the realms note uh for this week but um yeah that, that's gonna be it uh did you give a score no i, I, I didn't give no. go I ahead yeah my fault. I, i'm gonna give six five i mean i I like the Daredevil story enough, um, I, not as much as the, the first Daredevil. Yeah, I like the first issue a lot. I, I actually like that Doctor Strange story more because it was, I don't know, kind of a little heartwarming in the art. I enjoyed more. Yeah, didn't I didn't get two pages of like my eyeballs kind of hurt. <laughs> I know well, I'm, I'm, the Thor book, you know that that'll still make your eyeballs hurt. It's like, <laughs> no art, but it was the story was good. So uh, yeah. if you can look past the colors that are making your eyeballs bleed, you'll get something out of it. But um, yeah, we're gonna wrap this up here, fellas uh, and ladies, for anybody listening. But um, we will be back this weekend. Uh, you know where to find us on Twitter, on Patreon, Weird Science Marvel Comics. Uh, for both, we'll take you to where you need to be. And then WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com for all the reviews. Um, you know, we're slowly getting there as, as far as all the books go. It would help if we had those review copies. So continue that guerrilla campaign you guys are doing. Hashtag release the reviews. Yes, release the review copies. Uh, because the Phantom demands it, as my friends used to say. But, uh... <laughs> We are out of here, and we will talk to you guys this weekend. Later.